Welcome to what will probably be the first episode of To Be Honest, I May Be Wrong. If you're looking for an in-depth introduction, uh, you can go back to episode zero, uh, where I introduce myself and the podcast, talk a little bit about my background, uh, the theme, the genesis of this podcast. In this episode, I talk about the modern day news, how we got to this point, and the dangers associated with the division being sown. If you don't like this episode, remember it's one of the first things I've ever recorded, so it may take me a little while to find my voice, Uh, but feel free to jump around to other episodes and find something that you like a little better. Uh, But with that, let's get into episode number one. It's no secret that the division in this country is being manufactured by those with a vested interest, from social media algorithms to Russian trolls, but probably the worst offenders are the mainstream news. These sources that we've been told to trust for generations are suddenly turning us against each other. Where journalists once went to school to learn objectivity and integrity, now the only thing that they learn is what grabs attention and holds engagement. While the findings of people like Rene DiResta and the Internet Research Agency are interesting, we hardly need the Russians to pit neighbor against neighbor and weaken the fabric of our society. In 2012, a former executive from the Coca-Cola company made waves when he went public with the strategy that the company used in the late 90s, which targeted stomach share. This strategy recognized that The human stomach only had so much space, and in order to increase market share, Coke would have to increase the percent of the stomach that its products filled at mealtimes. Where major news outlets used to compete with each other to be the first to get the scoop on a story, they now compete with other forms of media using clickbait headlines and engineering outrage. Major media is big business, and like any other, it's competing for your attention. Not just among its outlets, as it always has, but now with social media, Netflix, and any other form of screen time. Many believe news media is merely widening the gap between groups already in opposition. The truth, however, is far more dangerous as stories become movements and drive would-be allies to force misunderstanding and anger. Outlets demand that their tribe not only absorb material, but violently engage to spread their gospel. Let's pretend for a minute that you and I are friends. Actually, if you're listening to this, you and I probably are friends. We both agree that racism is one hell of an issue that needs to be addressed, requiring a lot of work and attention to make improvements. You come to me with the story of Breonna Taylor, outraged at the racist aggression. I'm unfamiliar with the story, So, I go do some research to educate myself. My conclusion, however, is that the police were merely following protocol, and what is horrendous is that anyone had to die by police kicking down their door to serve a drug warrant. Given the current policies towards drugs and drug enforcement, to me, it's not surprising something like this would occur regardless of race. Once upon a time, we would have had a spirited discussion about the details of a specific case, understanding that neither of us was present, or capable of reading the mind of anyone had we been present. Nowadays, there's only one option. You have to disavow me as a racist, and I have the choice to either comply with the acceptable conclusion of every case, or 
lose my tribe, and possibly more. On that point, it is important to remember that we can't read minds, and a movement doesn't have to hinge on one single or every single case. If someone is biased and commits a heinous act, but the bias doesn't play a role in that act, maybe they're acting on instinct, does it still count as uh, a biased act, or racism, uh, hate crime, whatever? Whether it does or doesn't, is the existence of that bias any less problematic just because it wasn't the driving factor in that incident? Understanding of individual cases is important to build an aggregate. Aggregates help us identify patterns and truths, and these patterns and truths are what should be sufficient to drive movements. Argument over details is healthy to help us accurately paint the broader picture, but letting that argument grow to a level that turns friend to foe is neither healthy for the individuals nor productive to a movement. Now, to compound the issue, enter the age of COVID. With less human contact, our countrymen and neighbors are less human. In an age of unhealthy forms of interaction on the web, all interaction is being driven online, where it's easy to jump to outrage at the non-human in our screens. Not to mention the fun we get to have picking another tribe, masker or anti-masker. But more on that in a different episode. I hear people saying they're concerned we're headed towards a civil war. My response to that is we should be so lucky that the lines were that clear. What would be the sides in a civil war? There are too many issues with too many hard lines. What if you're an anti-racist, anti-masker, who supports the LGBTQ community, but not gender reassignment for children? When it comes time to pick up a weapon in the Civil War, what side are you fighting for? How many sides are there going to be? The truth of the matter is, there will be no Civil War. The real threat here is the complete disintegration of our society. We'll either weaken to the point where one of our enemies walks right over us, or we'll just implode on ourselves. Businesses are going to do what businesses do. They're going to seek growth and protect their existence, even if that means turning us against each other. But these strategies only work if we buy into them. It's our duty as consumers to move the hand of the market. It's time we stop engaging with these stories, return to civility, and seek truth before victory. And that's all for episode one. I'm going to release these first few episodes in a batch, so there should be other episodes up for you to continue listening. Not all episodes will be this short. The only other episode I've recorded so far is looking like it's going to be about 40 minutes long. Um, So definitely different lengths for car rides or whatever if you like that longer form podcast. If you want to reach out with questions, comments, or content ideas, or just get more involved, you can reach me at, to be honest, I may be wrong at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at tbh underscore I may be wrong. Thank you for listening, and remember, I may be wrong, but that ability to test ideas, learn, and grow is what makes this country great. So be honest, allow yourself to be wrong sometimes, and be fearless in the exercise of your rights.